morning again and welcome to Alive. Wasn't worship powerful this morning? Come on. Just give me some Jesus. Who needs some Jesus up in here this morning? Come on. Hey, we are so glad to be with you guys today. It is a great day. Lots to celebrate, lots to be thankful, lots to praise the Lord about. Man, we are uh, finishing up week one of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Any of you guys have been joining us for that journey? How's that going? Hey, week one down, two more weeks. Let's keep pressing in. Right, we got grip, um, basics classes going on this month at church. They have been fire during the week. Uh, we've got a winter cruise that are launching. How cool is this? We get to connect, build community, build relationships and growing our faith this winter. Make sure you get in a crew. And here's what I know. God's still on the throne. God is still in control and he's got good things in store for each and every one of us. Amen. Well, hey, we are in week three of our January series we've titled Exponential. And the reason we've titled that is because that's all of our heart. We believe that God has some really exponential big things for all of us. And we, we see that promise to us in his word in our key verse for this series, which is Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Let's look at it real quick. It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. And our prayer has been this month that our hearts would be stirred and that your hearts are being stirred, that God has more for your life, that God has more for your family and for your relationships, and that God has more for us as a church, amen? And uh, in case you guys missed any of our weeks in this series, just a quick kind of crash course recap. Week one, Pastor Erica brought a message titled Dream Again. You guys remember that one? To, to begin to think about the and dream without limits, the exceedingly abundantly above that God has for us. Last week, we looked at the secret sauce. Does anybody remember what the secret sauce is? Prayer, right? We looked at how prayer is our secret sauce. It gives us an opportunity for exponential intimacy with God. It, it, it opens and positions ourselves for exponential receiving from the Lord. And, and prayer opens the door for God's exponential power in our lives. Amen. Our spiritual lives and our walk is better with the secret sauce of prayer. Amen. And today I believe God wants to help us even better understand how this exponential, how this exceedingly abundantly above happens and comes to pass in our lives and the importance of us partnering with God to see the exponential come to pass in our lives. And so we know his presence is already here with us, whether we're here in person or online, but let's begin today with just a word of prayer to open our hearts and our minds to the word of God that he wants to impart to us today. Let's pray. Would you pray? Heavenly Father, we love you so much and we just thank you for today, Lord. We thank you for your word which is truth, Lord. It leads us and guides us. We thank you for your presence here with us today, Lord, as we look to your word this morning, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that revelation, light, knowledge, and understanding flows in our own lives. Lord, we desire the more that you have in store for us, Lord. Show us our part that we play with you and partnering to see exceedingly, abundantly above come to pass in and through our lives. We pray this all in Jesus' name. And everybody agreed, said, amen. All right, you can show that first slide there, 92%. Someone's like, did I get that on my test? That's not bad, right? It's like, what, A minus maybe? 92%. Anybody want to know what that number represents? Yeah, sure. I'm going to tell you. It's kind of sad, but unfortunately, statistics are 
against us on this. 92% of people's New Year's resolutions will be gone or broken by Valentine's Day, all right? So sorry, I don't mean to just start the message off with a depressing figure, and we're not speaking that over you, but it just shows, uh, statistics show, studies show that why? And why is this? Why do so many get, we start off the year with such high hopes, God's got exponential, woohoo! And by the middle of February, we're like, I don't know about this year, right? And it's simply because we know this, that just setting goals doesn't automatically bring us to our desired result, right? A lot of times around the new year, we, we're, there's a lot of common goals, right? A lot of it, it, it deals with sometimes our fitness, right? Like we might make a weight loss goal or a fitness goal, right? And what happens? We, we set a goal and we get excited about it and we buy some new kicks and some sweet, cute workout outfits and we get a membership and we do all the right things and then, and then we like eat healthier for a week and we go to the gym for a few times and we step on the scale and we weigh more than when we started and we get discouraged and so we quit, right? Or, or maybe it's like, hey, I want to I wanna grow in my knowledge this year. I want to read books this year. I want to read two books a month. Could I do 24 books this year and really just push the envelope and then something happens or we got a family situation. It's the middle of January. You haven't even cracked one book yet and you get discouraged so you just don't read any more books, right? Or maybe you're like, I want to save more money. I want to grow my savings into my investments. And so you start saving just a little bit out of each paycheck, but you keep staring at that number as you log into your bank and you're not seeing it grow how you want. So you get discouraged and then you get distracted by other shiny stuff and you stop saving, right? And it even carries into our relationship with God. Sometimes we start off like, yes, God's got exponential. He's got exceedingly abundantly above for my life. So you start spending time with him in the mornings and you do the prayer guide with us and you do the 21 days and maybe even pray some heartfelt prayers, but you're just not seeing the answers quick enough or you don't feel like God's hearing you. So you get discouraged and you stop making God a priority in your life. It happens over and over and over again, right? Goals don't determine our success It's actually our systems. I love in his book, uh, James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, who's uh, one of the world's leading experts in habit formation, he says this. He says, you don't rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems, right? And this is really powerful. I want to introduce a life-changing word for all of us this morning. You guys ready for it? Habits. Everybody say habits. Habits, right? Right? Our systems are our habits, the small, daily, little disciplines and decisions and choices that you and I make every day help determine the direction and the course of our life. It's very interesting, these, these habits that we all have, every one of us have habits. Duke, Duke University did a study and found out that 40% of what you and I do every single day is directly a result of habits. How much sleep you and I get or don't get? Habit. The first thing you and I do when we wake up in the morning, habit. What we choose to eat throughout our week, habits. What we do with our our spare time, habits, right? And I love what Sean Covey challenges with. He says this, our habits make us or they break us, right? We become what we repeatedly do, right? What we do daily over and over is who we become, whether we like that or not. And so that's why making resolutions, making lofty goals won't get it completely done. That's huge. We have to dream again. We have to get the vision. We have to allow ourselves to go to the exceedingly abundantly above. But if we only do that, not mixed with some habits in the natural, we will never get to the destination that God has already planted in our heart that he wants to do. And I want to show you this because I think there is something that a lot of us miss and we, we skip over or we forget from our key verse in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, 
this huge partnership that you and I have with the creator of the universe to see the exponential come to pass in our life. Let's look at Ephesians 3.20 again and lean in a little bit deeper. As that scripture says, it says, Now to him, God, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. God is able to do the exponential in our lives according to the power that works in us. This is, this is we got to say that we got to camp on this because we cannot miss this, right? Does it say, does the scripture say that according to the power that works in him or God? No. Does it say kids or students, does it say according to the parent, the power that works in your parents? No, right? What does it say? It says the, the according to the power that works in us. Revelation, truth bomb. It's according to the power that works in you. What is this scripture saying to us? I got two things that I want us to take away from our short time together today. The first one is this, number one, you have a part to play in God doing exponential in your life. You have a part to play in God doing exponential in your life. This this passage of scripture teaches us that you and I, we partner with God to experience this exceedingly abundantly above in our life. Everybody say, I have a part to play. Yes, you do, and we all do, right? And this life-changing revelation, it really can change our lives if we get a hold of this, right? And, and don't misinterpret what I'm saying. God is the one who ultimately works in our lives. He's the one who gives us the power in our lives in the first place, right? So don't, don't be like, oh, I gotta do this all on my own and hope that God blesses it. No, don't, don't misinterpret what I'm saying here. God gives us the power, but guess, guess what? He works it through us. Like he chooses us to work through and partner with, right? Some of us might be like, yes, woohoo, God, I thank you for exceedingly abundantly above in my finances this year. And you make that faith confession and hey, that lines up with God's word. He wants what's best for you. He wants to see you grow and increase and God actually hears your prayer, right? He actually wants to do it. But how many of you guys know he cannot make that fully come to pass if all of a sudden we don't work with him? Right? God's like, yes, I do. Work with me now because I'm going to give you the power. I'm going to give you the habit. I'm going to give you the daily disciplines to get to that level, right? He's like, work with me. If you want to see exceedingly abundantly above happen in your finances, he's gonna, he might say something like this. Hey, bring, make sure you're bringing the tithe into the storehouse so that the devourers rebuke for my name's sake. So that your power don't break down, your stuff don't break, the enemy is protected, and you can be blessed, right? He might say, hey, stick to a budget, Make a budget and stick to it week after week, month after month. Just work the plan. He might say, you know what? You might want to save and invest some money over here. I'm going to lead you and guide you by my spirit, the power that works through you to know what to do with it so that it can grow exponentially, right? He might say, be generous with some of your money and sow some seed so that you can reap a harvest because he who sows sparingly, the Bible says, reaps sparingly, right? We have to partner these habits collide with God's vision and God's will for our life, and they, they really make an explosive force for God, right? It's our, it's our natural habits sometimes that really make a big difference on whether we hit God's exponential or not. And if you've been with us for any length of time here at Alive, you've heard it once, you've heard it 10 times, but it's worth repeating. It's the natural and the supernatural working together that makes an explosive force for God, Amen. It's both the supernatural, God showing us the God initiative, the God power, but it's also the natural of being disciplined and doing the daily right steps to make sure that our life is heading in the right trajectory to line up with God's exponential 
for our lives, right? And so our daily habits, let's just be real, they either hold us back or they propel us towards God's exponential for our life, right? And we can see this in every area of our lives, right? Let's take fitness for health and fitness, right? We know according to God's word that God's will is for us to be healthy, whole, and healed, amen, right? We know that. And so we can be like, God, I thank you for exponential health this year, but we don't get enough sleep daily. We don't eat what we should and we just eat whatever our flesh wants, right? We don't exercise regularly. How many of you guys know we're never gonna get to that desired destination if we don't align our natural habits with God's divine revelation, amen? Right, say for example, marriage and relationships. Maybe you're like, man, God, I want exponential in my marriage this year. I I want exponential intimacy in these relationships, right? But yet we don't acknowledge that person or encourage them on a daily basis. We, we don't even have communication or talk to this person on a daily basis. And we don't look for ways to serve them selflessly, right? How many of you guys know that relationship won't be exponentially intimate if we're not doing the right daily actions? These prayers with God aren't just magic wands that wave over and make everything better. No, we gotta do the hard work. God works it through us, right? And so this is a sobering message, but I hope it's becoming plain to see to all of us that our daily habits influence the direction of our lives, right? These small, disciplined, daily habits. And, and as you guys know, as you hear, as you're thinking about your own life and what, what things you're dreaming about and what those habits might look like, you understand that just because they're small daily things doesn't mean they're easy, amen? If they're not easy, right? We see in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11, it says no discipline, or you can fill in, no habit is enjoyable while it's happening. It's even painful sometimes. But afterward, there would be a peaceable harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way, right? How many of you guys know it's not enjoyable to choose the green smoothie for breakfast over the greasy egg sandwich or the donut, right? But how many of you guys know it'll pay off, right? It's not easy to turn off your phone and be present in the moment but it definitely pays off dividends for that quality time. And it's even not even enjoyable to wake up 30 minutes to an extra hour earlier than you really need to to spend time with God at first. But sometimes if you do that over and over and over, it becomes the most favorite part of your day, the most essential part of your day. We could talk so much about all the different areas of our life and, and some habits that we could get going in here. And for sake of time, I'm not going to get into all the nitty and gritty. Two years ago, we did a, a January series called Habits. And uh, if you're curious on that, or you want some more teaching on this, we, we go into much further depth than what I've even introduced here today. But I think for the remainder of our time this morning, and what, as I was praying this week, and the Lord's like, what habits do we really need to focus on? I think it's the most important, yet the most neglected of all the habits that we could have going in our life. I want to take a few minutes to talk about our spiritual habits. Our spiritual habits, those daily spiritual habits that we either have or don't have in our life, and what it can mean, and the difference it can make for us receiving and walking in God's exponential for our lives. Because I'll say this once and I'll say it a million times. 2022 can be your best year ever if, everybody say if, it's your best year spiritually. I believe that with all my heart. You hear these, best year ever, new year, new you, whatever. Yeah, that's all great and that's all good. But why do we run around the, the mountain every time? Why is it a broken record? We always say that, but at the end of the year, we're not really. It's because, hey, where is our spiritual walk at? If you want this to be your best year yet, it must be our best year spiritually. And so we must break that down into habits, amen? Because number two, here's the second thing I want us to leave with today. It's simple, 
yet powerful. Daily spiritual habits make an exponential impact. Daily spiritual habits make an exponential impact in our lives because we know through the Bible that everything flows out of our relationship with God. Go with me. In the beginning, there was God. It was him. He's the source. He created us. Then he created uh, our helper suitable. He created the, the relationship. Then he created the family unit. Then he created our jobs, our vocations, and our careers, right? But if we only make goals based on jobs, creation, family, and our marriage, and we forget the main source, we're going to be missing out on so much of the exponential that God has in our life because he's the source of it all, and he's the one that works it through us, right? Remember, we don't rise and fall to our goals, but we, we, we operate. Our life falls to the level of our systems or our habits, right? What we repeatedly do, even when it comes to spiritual things, determines our direction. We see Jesus. He's such a great example of just some great spiritual disciplines and habits. I don't have time to go through all of this, but I'm always challenged. And in Luke chapter 5, verse 16, we see Jesus It says of him, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. It might be like a short, simple verse to you, but man, if we could be like this, if we could be like Jesus, this one habit on a daily basis done over time could make a tremendous exponential impact in our life, right? Jesus had a daily habit of prayer and spending time with the Father. Now, some of you guys are like, well, Pastor, it said he... um, he often withdrew. It didn't say he daily did. Okay, well, question for you. Have you, have you, have you and I, have we ever missed time with God in the morning before? Have you, yeah, like, yeah. Have you ever not read your Bible one day? I'm the pastor and I'm raising my hand, right? Have you ever forgot to worship and pray in a day? Jesus was fully human. He was fully God. He said he often withdrew. And we know from other scriptures that Jesus had an intimate relationship with the Father. It says that he and the Father were one. You only get that close if you spend daily time with somebody, right? And so spending time with God was a habit of Jesus. Then in Luke chapter nine, we see Jesus teaching his followers of how to really live our lives. And he says this, he said to them all, if you desire, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me, right? There's something about the daily habit of spending time with God that can take you to exponential places with him, right? Which is why I think this quote is really sad, but uh, and challenging. F.F. Uh, F. Bosworth said this, and as I look at the climate of, our, of the global church and, and what, what's going on, he said this, most Christians feed their body three hot meals a day and their spirit one cold spiritual snack a week, and they wonder why they're so weak in faith. That challenges me to the core, right? Without thinking, it's a habit to feed our bodies. We get hangry, we get hungry, we get ornery, We get nasty when we don't have food for more than four hours. It's a no-brainer. Feed your body food. Yet as Christianity, we've gotten in this cultural Christianity where maybe if there's nothing better going on that day or I'm feeling good or I didn't get enough sleep last night, I'll go to church on Sunday. I'll give one, my spirit man, one cold spiritual snack a week. Yet I want to be this exponential spiritual giant for the Lord. And we're feeding our body, our physical body, more than our spirits. That's why being a daily Christian is so important. Being a daily Jesus follower is so stinking important. Being a Christian, a Christ follower, isn't just a Sunday thing. Can I get an amen? It's it's supposed to be an everyday, it's a personal relationship thing. If we want to be that close to Jesus, we need to spend time with him. Like, if I'm separated from my wife for a day, it's kind of awkward, right? Like, Like, if I go a month without seeing my wife, yet I'm married, we're married, we're good, 
She'd be like, what is going on? Where is my husband? What is he doing? Like, right? Yet we treat our relationship with God like this so often. Easter, Christmas, a couple fill in the gaps. I got to be better than that person. I'm getting into heaven, right? That, the Bible never talks about attend church more than the other person or just don't kill somebody and you'll get into heaven. It says, where are you at with Jesus? At the end of the age, Jesus might say to some of us and some of us, and this is humbling, away from me, I never knew you. We have to have an intimate relationship with him, and it happens daily. It starts daily, right? Don't underestimate the power of a daily time with Jesus, amen? And, and, and I think the power of habits is worth mentioning here just real quickly, right? Go with me on some of these analogies, right? If you and I drink a gallon of water today, that, how many so that's a lot of water, right? That would probably be pretty healthy for us. But if we drank just a gallon of water just today, how many of you guys know it might not make any really exponential health benefits in our life? But if you and I drank a gallon of water a day for the rest of our lives, how many of you guys know that would make some exponential health benefits for us? Amen, right? Making that just a daily habit. Darren Hardy in his book, The Compound Effect, I really like this. He uses this illustration of, and I'm not attacking anybody's coffee habits here, but just this might convict us where it really hurts, all right? He, he says, if we were to give up that $4 Starbucks a day and instead save that money for 20 years, all right, what would the exponential impact be? Well, for you and I, you know, if we gave up our $4 Starbucks tomorrow and put it in the savings account, it's going to barely make a drop in the bucket in our savings number. We're going to look at it and we're like, Is that, isn't that the same number, right? But if we did that every day, daily for 20 years, that would turn into $51,833.79 through the power of compound interest. Are you guys following me here? The, the, the one day, one off, one church service, I'll just go this once this month, may not make a difference, but the one that shows up daily, the one that shows up weekly, the one that continues to put in the hard work and the time that allows God to work that exponential power that exceedingly abundantly above through you over time, through the Holy Spirit compound interest that he can do with our spiritual relationship, makes tremendous difference. Amen? And so what do you do when you spend time with God? I'm not here to teach you on all that. That might look different for every single one of you, a couple of basics that we always have in our life is, hey, we're gonna spend time in God's word. We're gonna worship God. Maybe that's through your own words. Maybe that's through a song. We're gonna pray. We're actually gonna have communication with God, right? And maybe we'll be reflective. Maybe we'll journal or we'll write down some notes or whatnot. You can do whatever you want. There's no do's and don'ts. There's no legalism with God. The key is spending daily time with him and making it a habit. That's why I love 21 days of prayer and fasting and these resets that we do. Because we often come off the holidays where we've been off work a little bit or, or our schedule has been different. We haven't been waking up usually at the normal times and our rhythms are kind of different. And it's a great reset to be like, okay, what's most important in my life? What am I gonna put first in my year? Basically, how am I gonna tithe my year? Is it gonna be to my personal goals and fitness or is it gonna be to my relationship with God? I love these 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's just a reset. We all need some daily habits that help us connect with God. And guys, these could look differently. I'll just give you a little glimpse of just transparent, some challenges that I'm, I'm chewing on right now. I'm not perfect at these, but this is something the Lord's been specific with me this year that might help you out in your personal time. A couple things. Number one, my first one is this, God first every day. God first every day. Like, Lord, this year, could I just put you first every day? When my feet hit the ground, I praise you. When, when I go, the first thing I do after I kind of, you know, go to the bathroom and all that stuff, the first thing I do is spend time with God, right? God first every day. That might make, not make a huge difference if you do that tomorrow and then quit, but if you do that every day this year, 
every day for the next five years, every day for the next decade? How many of you guys know God is going to have opportunity to move exponentially in your life? To speak something, right? The other one that I'm really challenged by one of my spiritual mentors, Chris Hodges, is no digital until done. Let me explain that. No digital until done. What does that mean? No looking at my phone, no digital devices until I'm done with my time with God. Huge challenge. Especially when, when I take this to bed, it's my alarm. It is mine too. Apple has been smart enough to create things called focuses. If you haven't looked into these, I love my focus. Your focus, you can set a focus on your phone that tells you, I only want these apps to work through these hours, and I can't receive calls at this time. People even get a notification. They're busy. They're in their focus. I just set this up yesterday. It changed my time this morning. Because, yes, I looked at my phone, but I didn't have 18 notifications on it. When I woke up, ooh, what's that? It was just blank. It just said God. My focus was called God, and I looked at it. It showed me the time, and it showed me my first priority of the day. It said God on my phone. It was really awesome. I was like, ha-ha, take that devil, punch you in the face, right? (laughs) And so no digital until done. That's helping me because I've, I've been very distracted by my phone lately. And I'm on it all day, every day as a tool of ministry and all that. I just needed some time away from that. For some of you, though, digital might help you get started in a rhythm. Maybe you're like, I need the Bible. And, and the only app that works on that God time is the Bible app on my phone. So if I want to cross-reference something or check it out, I have access to that. Maybe it's a Bible reading plan that you're going to do every day for the next 21 days or next month or whatever. Don't, don't get legalistic about it, but just know what gets you in the groove to spend time with God. And then the other thing that he's challenging with me is just to be... I'm better at journaling, you know? And, and growing up, like, journaling was like a diary, and I'm not going to be like a wussy dude that has like a diary, like, you know, like girls have diaries, and like he's so cute, and I like his tall frame and his green eyes and his wispy hair and his athletic ability. That's what Erica wrote in her diary about me, but... Um, <laughs> It's not a diary. It's just like being real. Like sometimes I write the scripture that I read that popped out and underlined some stuff and some notes. Sometimes I pray out my prayers, Like, I write out my prayers. Like, God, I'm frustrated about this. I need you to move here, and I'm just raw and real. The thing that's helping me do is become more reflective. So it's not like legalistic. I did my Bible time. I read the 21-day prayer God. Woohoo! I'm spiritual. And go on with your day and not think another thing about what you read. But like, okay, so I always ask the question, so what? Or what does that mean for me when I read a scripture? If you ask that and take it a step further, you will get some exponential out of your God time, and it will actually make a tremendous power available in your life. Amen? And so I want to end with this passage of scripture uh, that I think a lot of us are familiar with, but I just want us to refocus, again, what is our priority here as we start this new year and what area do we really need to get the best systems or habits working? I believe if we set up the spiritual systems correctly, they will take care of everything else because the spiritual is the most important and spending time with God is the main thing. Let's take a look at the scripture in Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. It says, now it happened as they went that he, he, Jesus, entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who, was also, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. And Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Verse 41, and Jesus answered her and said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not, 
be taken away from her. Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and heard his word. Martha was doing a lot of great honorable things, serving and, and doing necessary preparations, but Jesus took this time, in this moment of scripture, in this time, to make an example that Mary, the one that sat at her feet, chose the one thing that was needed, the one thing that could never be taken away from her. And as I was praying this week, may our hearts, church family, be so set on our time with God that that no matter what's going in our life, no matter how stressful work is and how much you've got to do and that business deal needs to be here, we cannot afford to not spend time with our Heavenly Father because He is the one that works that deal. He is the one that brings that deal to pass. He is the one that gives you the wisdom, the knowledge, the creative juices, the divine connections, the business partnerships. He is the one. He is the source of all things. And if we butt him and box him out of our life and say, I got this. We make ourselves God and not him God. And therefore, he can do exceedingly abundantly above in our lives as he works through us. But if we don't allow him to work through us, then we can't expect exponential in our life. That's a sobering revelation. And so there's this partnership. Yeah, more than you ask or think, exceedingly abundantly, right? Dream again, dream big, pray, get your ask in gear. Remember we talked about that last weekend, right? ASK, all right, in case you didn't interpret that correctly. Pray, ask, receive, but remember that he works it. He works it through us, amen? That we may have a spirit of give me Jesus in this place. And here's what I know. Today is the only day we're promised. So today, let's get our daily dose of Jesus today. And let's take it one step further and say, you know what, tomorrow I need some more Jesus. And the next day, I need some more Jesus. And the day after that, I need some more Jesus. Because even the statistics, the scientists say in the natural, if we just do something for 21 days straight in the natural, we can create some wiring in our brain and our psychology that makes it a habit. So what habits do we need to get out of our life and what habits spiritually do we need to get into our life and just start showing up every single day? Even if you don't feel God, even if you feel like you pray a prayer and it goes backwards, don't stop and just keep pushing forward because over time, the exponential Holy Spirit compound interest in your life will make tremendous power available, amen? Just don't quit. Give me Jesus. Can I pray for us today as we close? Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for getting our attention. Lord, we know that you have exceedingly abundantly above for us. We know that you have exponential that you want to do in our lives. We see it by faith. We dream it. We ask you for it in prayer, but may we not miss this other part of your scripture in Ephesians 3.20 that, Lord, it's according to the power that works in us, your power through us, Lord. We don't rise and fall to lofty confessions or or resolutions, Lord. Our life rises and falls on the systems or the habits that we have in place. We're only as good spiritually as we are as our spiritual habits are. So Father, convict us, Holy Spirit. Challenge us this morning as I believe you are. Help us rearrange our priorities and our schedule and even our weekly flow to include time with you which is time well spent. As you told Mary, it's the one thing that is needed. Lord, may we be people of discipline and habit and that get daily doses of Jesus because that is what we need. That is what our world needs, Father, is more of Jesus. So as we sang earlier in this service, 
You can have all this world, but give me Jesus. Lord, we praise you. We thank you for this revelation and great reminder this morning, for these great habits that we have an opportunity for us to set that dictates the direction and the course of our life, Lord. Help us be obedient, Holy Spirit, to what you're speaking and challenging us in our hearts as we stay faithful to do what you tell us to do. I pray exceedingly, abundantly, above in all of our lives. Lord, we pray this all in Jesus' name. Everybody agreed, said, amen. Anybody get anything out of this morning? Come on, somebody. God's faithful. He knows what we have need of, amen. Hey, I, I never like to end service without an opportunity for us to get Jesus. You know, I've been around churches growing up. I grew up around church. I knew about God, but no, no, nothing in the Bible says if I know God or I've been to a couple of church services that guarantees me eternity in heaven. It's a personal relationship. What, what do you believe about Jesus? Not what your parents did or how you are raised on your grandparents. All, it's what, who do you say Jesus is? Is he a great moral teacher? Was he a Jewish rabbi? is he Lord and Savior of your life? The Bible says that if you believe in your heart that God raised him for them, you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you would be saved. You can have eternity of salvation. And so in this moment, if you could just bow your heads and close your eyes and online, no moving around, just reverencing this moment. If you're here today and you've never made Jesus the Lord and Savior, get your daily Jesus today. This is where the journey starts. Maybe you've did that when you were a kid or a long time ago, but it's been years since you acknowledged God and Jesus in your life. You want to come back into that right relationship with him on either of those uh, invitations with every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. If that's you and you want to be included in this prayer that I'm about to pray, would you just slip up your hand for a second so I know who I can link my faith up and join in this prayer. And online as well, I thank you. I can't see you, but I know God sees you. Thank you. I see it. Yep. Praise God. And would you guys pray this and repeat this after me? Say, Heavenly Father, Thank you for your son, Jesus. I receive you as my Lord and as my Savior. Jesus, come into my heart, change my life, and help me live a life pleasing to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To further connect with us at Alive, visit us at alivefamily.church. And remember, people matter and Jesus is alive.